listening to On The Real. I'm Tara Kirby, alignment business coach, educator, creator of The Dream Method, and founder of Dreammaker Society and The Dream Coach Academy. I'm a wife, generator, mom, cancer sign, soda-loving, recovering people pleaser, and I am your ultimate hype girl. I am here to guide you to your dream life and business. Get ready as we get real and pull back the business curtain to share tools, experiences, and the nitty-gritty, not-so-pretty of building the life and business of your dreams. Let's get real, shall we? Welcome back to On The Real. I am Tara, your host, and I have a friend turned colleague in the building, uh, Misty Jane. Hi, how are you today? Hi, Tara. I am great. How are you today? I am so, so great. We are just stepping into the new year and I am so excited. You're actually like the first podcast episode I've done in a while for on the real. And so I am so excited to have you on the new season. Um, let's just get down and get into it. Tell us a little bit about you, your business, and we'll dive into the nitty gritties. Yeah. So my name is Missy Jane. I have been in the hair industry this year will be 20 years, which is crazy to me. Um, and I am now a money and life coach for hairstylists. So I essentially help hairstylists heal their relationship with money, um, communicate around money, get out of debt, um, just actually love their money, which I think is something that you don't hear often in the hair world, which is sad because it's such an amazing industry. Um, I'm also a podcast host myself, the cash confident stylist podcast, and you know, a mom, wife, friend, all those things. So you know, all those things that yeah. make up being a human, right? Exactly. exactly. Um, okay. So I'm so excited to have you on the podcast for multiple things. So Misty actually was on our sister podcast over on the Dream Coach Academy podcast, talking about her experience inside of the Dream Coach Academy. She's actually one of our certified coaches. She came through our IRL certification retreat last year. Um, And so I love you saying I am a life coach for hairstylists because like she is genuinely a certified life coach through our program. Um, But you were coaching before you even went through our program. So let's kind of like back up your story a little bit. You've been a hairstylist for 20 years. (laughs) I hate saying it. (laughs) Girl, you wear that with a badge 20 years. Um, This is the thing though, with that, like, I wish that I could be committed to something for that long. Mm. Like this business that I'm building right now, like it's pivoted a lot, but I've been doing it for almost four years. And that's the longest I've ever done anything other than being married. I guess, but I've only been married five years. So, ah, so there's still time. <laughs> no, that's horrible. <laughs> no, there's no time. Like life, yeah. life for life for nothing. Um, but you so you've been in the industry for a while and then you made the shift into life coaching. What what led you down that road? Well, it's interesting. It's interesting talking about the me sticking with things, right? Because mm. I actually think that that actually came out of a fear of change. Like the first salon that I well. The first salon I was like settled in, I was there seven years. The next one oh. I was there seven years. So I, I didn't even go out on my own until 15 years in the industry. Wow. Um, 
And once I went out on my own and became an independent stylist, that is when everything changed. That is when I was like, oh my God, like I can actually create a business that I love. Oh my gosh, I can actually help other stylists do the same. So that's really when I built my confidence around um, me and -hmm. what I'm capable of and what I trust myself to do. So basically um, after being independent for a while, I had my own money story. Like I had my own, I was in so much debt. I felt broke all the time, even though I was busy. Um, I wanted to live in this neighborhood, literally had this story replaying in my head that I could never, ever afford it. Ended up completely shifting the way that I handled my money, the way that I looked at money and ended up getting myself out of debt, $48,000 in two years, Literally six months, I think six months. I always get the months wrong. A couple of months later, um, moved into that neighborhood I never thought I could afford. So after that, um, I told the story to the right person. She mm. asked me, we had met, she asked me something. She asked me after she heard my money story to come into her salon and teach a class. Mm. And that's where it all started. I had never taught a class in my life. I'd never worked for an education company, anything like that. She was just like, just come and tell your story. And I did. And that's when like everything broke open. And I was like, oh my God, I do have something to give. There's a hole in the industry that nobody is fucking talking about. Mm -hmm. Everyone wants to learn the newest technique, the newest this, but everyone still feels broke. Yeah. So once I really, I, I actually stopped doing hair for 10 months in 2020, um, not because of the pandemic, because I wanted to go all in on coaching. And I very quickly realized that money coaching isn't just about money. Mm, (laughs) mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that's when I started going, okay, I want to learn even more about this life coaching thing, because these conversations are not just about how to budget how to do, you know, a debt payoff plan. Like they are so much deeper than that. And then that's what led me where I'm at now. And I, it is one of the most rewarding things I think I've ever done in my entire life. hands Mm. down. Oh, I see you in that. Like I, I stepped out of coaching for a while because I was like looking at scalable business. How can I duplicate myself? How can I make more working less? Like that whole narrative. I was like, Oh, I'm a buy into that. Right. Right. And then I got to a point where I was like, I love coaching. Mm-hmm. I genuinely love it. There's nothing more rewarding than being able to have a conversation with someone and have that light bulb moment or have them feel seen or then be able to work themselves through a problem. Like it's something so beautiful that so many of us have the gift to share. And I, lo- I love that you saw that mm-hmm. because I think oftentimes we do just look at the tactical right? I'm like, I can sit down and I can create a spreadsheet and we can create like anything, right? We can create a a debt payoff. I had to do that myself. It's so funny. Like you look hearing your story because very similar to mine when it comes to money. So we had like over $40,000 worth of debt. Um, I married my husband after six months of knowing him, fun Mm. fact, uh, six months of knowing him. And I got pregnant four weeks later. Oh, surprise. Uh-huh. And we were both in a position to where we our our jobs didn't give us health care. And so within so we got married in August. I got pregnant. We had to have independent health care. Our health care didn't start until January 1st. And my husband had um emergency surgery on January 
first. Oh no. So here we are like six months of like basically a year of knowing each other. And we stepped into this like new level of debt. Right. And so we had over $40,000 worth of debt between like business ventures that I had created and didn't play out anyways. And then it was about a year and a half, almost two years after we like focused on, okay, we're going to pay off this $40,000 worth of debt so we could buy a house because I wanted to have another baby. Right. And then we were able to buy the house, pay off the debt and do all of that. And so it's like hearing your money story. And I'm sure a lot of people listening to this, they're like, Oh, that was part of my story. That was part of my story. That was part of my story. Right. Because the American dream, right. The American dream, right. Buy the house, the white picket fence, have the family. And looking at that, it's like, we all get to decide what our American dream is. Mm, yes. That's something I've been thinking about a lot lately. Cause especially like I talk a lot about my house, like my yeah. house is very important to me. Yeah. You know, my husband and I lived in this area our whole lives. And this was just kind of always the neighborhood that fell out of reach. Mm. But if you come to my house, it is built in 62. Mm. It is not fancy. It is a brick ranch. It has low ceilings. It, it like, it's not an, and it's not about the house. Mm. It's about the neighborhood. It's about how this house feels. It's about, you know, so I think that like somebody may come and look at my quote unquote success story Mm. and think, where's the success? She drives a car from 2012 and you know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. she doesn't have Mm -hmm. fancy things and like, and it's like, no, no, no. Like, like I still get emotional thinking about being able to provide this type of lifestyle for my son and for me and having Mm. neighbors next door that are friends and, you know, they, so I think the idea of success isn't about the thing that we think we want. I thought I just wanted the house. Yes, yes, yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, it's about the feeling that we want around that thing. Why, why do we want that? Why do I want the house? For what reason? Right. So I think, yeah, the success thing is interesting. I think about that a lot. Mm -hmm. I feel like I mean, shifting into this conversation about success, I feel like it's something that you should be consistently reevaluating for yourself, Mm -hmm. right? Because I know as I've stepped into levels of healing and evolution in my own self and in my own story, it's like what I thought was success two years ago is not success today and won't be success in who knows, six months, a year, two years from now. Right. And so being able to define what success is, I mean, this is something we teach inside of our certification program, because I found this not only for myself, but for my clients, they were defining success based on external factors that they didn't even care about, but they were made to believe were important, or they saw someone else having it. And that perception of their reality made them think that that would be success for them. So I think there is something really important about defining what success is for you and allowing yourself to change your mind on what success is. Oh, do not even get me started on changing your mind. I think, I think we have a lot of people, including myself for a long time is every decision I made, it felt so permanent, Mm, you know, like, well, if I, if I decide to work in this salon, I'm that's where I work forever. And I think we forget that like, we can change our minds all the time. I mean, I broke up with my, you know, 16 years of clients. I broke up with every single one of them to start a brand new business. And then I decided, you know what? I actually miss hair. I'm going to go back one day a week. Like Mm -hmm. I I think, and the things that ran through my mind during both of the situations was what is everyone going to think? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
You know, like if I, if I break up with everyone to start this new business, is everyone going to think that my salon business failed? Mm -hmm. If I decide to go back behind the chair one day a week, is everyone going to think my coaching business failed? Mm -hmm. You know, and for me, I had to get out of my head on what I should do, what everyone around me thinks about my decisions and Mm -hmm. just go, wait, what the fuck do I want? Yeah. And that is hard. It, It absolutely is hard because there is so much conditioning right around each and every one of our choices. And that is what we do as coaches, right? We're not just giving you the solution to your problem. We are digging deep to be able to be like, okay, what is the root of this? Is there people pleasing involved? Do you have any boundaries, right? Are you building, have you built this entire idea of who you are based on what everyone else has told you, you need to be, you should be, or you are. I feel like so many of us and like, I feel like this started happening around the pandemic, right? It's like, we had to make the decision for ourselves of who we were going to be because we were put in this situation and each and every one of us were put in this situation in different ways, right? Everyone's pandemic story looks different, but it truly did change all of us to decide like, okay, am I going to continue to live my life the way I was when all of this is over? Right. Well, and and let, being go, you go, let me ask you this, because this is something too, that's been on my mind is right. That pandemic happened, right? I liked my business. I was happy with my business. I, I there was things that I wanted, like totally. I wanted to, you know, get into more education, more coaching that I felt I didn't have time for. Mm. But once the world stopped, mm. that's when it was like, oh shit do I love my business? Yeah. You know, I actually enjoy being home with my son a little bit. I say that I was a hot mess during that time. So maybe (laughs) if you would have asked me that, I probably did not say I enjoyed being home with him, but, (laughs) um, so I wonder like for you, did the pandemic like shift in an unexpected way? Mm. Okay. So it's really funny because my perception of the pandemic is probably different than a lot of people's perception. So I had been building a business online for about a year by then. Mm -hmm. So like things did not change for me. You were still doing the same. Just my business grew exponentially in 2020 because I had already built the foundation of my online business. And that's essentially when I started, um, certify, I certified my very, very first dream coach in March of 2020. Like right before shit went down (laughs) as it was going down because she also, she was a service-based provider and she and I had been working one-to-one and she had seen a transformation for herself. And she was like, well, I want to do this for myself. And I was like, cool, I can teach you how to do that. And she was like, I want to step away from doing lashes. She was a lash artist. She wanted to step away. And then she got to a point where she had to step away. And so the stakes became higher for those wanting to step into online entrepreneurship. And so I had already created that foundation. And so I started teaching people how to do what I was doing. Right. And so if anything, my business exploded, but what it did for me is it didn't change my business as much as it changed who I was. Because I had started this new evolution of finding myself and really digging deeper and doing deep healing work starting around the pandemic and being at home with my kids amplified everything for me. Yes. That's really what it was. It was like, okay, our nanny left for like three weeks because her dad, um, he was like high risk. And so she's like, I can't risk it. And I'm like, okay, my husband came home. He was working from home. And so the dynamics in our family changed 
But with that, I had more support from my husband because he's like, oh, I don't have any calls. Go, go build your business, build your business. But I was closer to my kids. So I could come out and like, we could all be a family together. And so, and I was pregnant at the time as well. I had found out I was pregnant two weeks before the pandemic oh, hit. Goodness. 2020 was like the wildest year of my life. And I'm like, not including the pandemic. It's like, that's the year we bought our house. That's the year we had our third baby. Like that's the year my certification program and my business like grew. And I think it's funny because like I said, like the pandemic was different for each and every one of us, the yeah. pandemic for me, I'm like, this was a gift for me and my family and my business. Mm-hmm. And I know it wasn't like that for other people. And so I see that and I honor them in that space. And also I'm so grateful for that time because it made me go deeper within myself and connect to my husband and my kids in a way like never before, as we were getting ready to bring new life into this world. Right. I love so, that. Yeah. 2020 was wild for us. Yeah. Like truly wild, but my business didn't stop. Right. Right. Like it, it didn't which stop is, at all. Which is great. Cause for me, it was taken away from yeah. me. So, yeah. cause I was just strictly a hairstylist at that point. And mm. it, I remember feeling like, like part of my life, such a huge part of my life was taken from me. That's exactly totally. how I felt. Yeah. And it was hard, but I also realized that I was putting too much on what I did and mm. not who I was and what I wanted and what I could do for my life. So it was a big, I agree that it was a gift, even though it was for me, it was a very difficult gift. Totally. But it, I'm thankful for it. I wouldn't be sitting here talking to you if it wasn't for that. And I think a lot of us that year was what kind of made us decide if it was going to be a gift or a curse. Right. And I think that comes down to perception. Yes. Right. Our perception of that is going to dictate what that was for us. And there are a lot of people that would have been like 2020 was the worst year of my life. 2020 was one of the best years for right. me and my family and for different reasons than anyone else would maybe have. Right. And I think regardless of the pandemic, that year would have been really beautiful for my family, but the pandemic was, I mean, it filtered a lot of relationships for me. It filtered a lot of relationships of people who were not aligned with me any longer. And the relationships that I did have, they were stronger. Right. And then after that, I got to decide, okay, am I going to continue to build these relationships with people that I do not see eye to eye with? Yes or no. Right. Right. And I think perception is such a key component to a lot of what we do in business right? And in life. And like you even saying before talking about doing the shoulds, Mm -hmm. it all has to do with perception, right? You were worried about how people would perceive your hair business or your coaching business. If you were to change your mind here and there, but the reality is we can't change anyone's perspective of us because no no matter what there it's through their lens, Mm -hmm. right? We could give them all the facts on paper and they would still see things the way that they're going to see them. And I think that was a really, really big lesson that I had to learn in 2020 because I could do everything right. And people would still be like, oh, you're not doing it right. Or why would you do it this way? Or like I hosted live events in 2020. Like I hosted a retreat in 2020 and people are like, what do you mean? And I'm like, everybody signed a COVID waiver. And I'm like, and everybody's going to make the decision that they're going to make. And they're going to have the consequence of that decision, whether they choose to come or whether they don't choose to come. And so I dealt with a lot of perception of people being like, how could you host in-person events? Yeah. 
The perception thing is it's tough. I remember mm-hmm. when I first went out on my own as a stylist, I remember my mom specifically calling me and just listing the things that had been going through my head for six months anyway. Like, yeah. you know, what if no one follows you? What if you can't afford it? What, if, you know, literally just like she was worried because especially people close to us, like that yes. they, they project their, their fears onto us. Right. Absolutely. And I just remember saying to her mom, I am going to succeed. Mm. Please stop. I've literally thought all these things in my head a million times. I do not need to hear them on the outside. And like, that was it. She has supported everything I've ever done since then. (laughs) But I think that that right there could have stopped somebody. Totally. Because it's validating the fears that are already in our mind. Exactly. Like that is the proof right? You're like, here are all my thoughts. Here are all the things that I'm stressed about. Here's the proof that another layer of proof that that could be what is possible. But I think it's really interesting that your mom, who probably had a major role in bringing you up in life is going to outwardly have the same narrative that you had inward. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Right. But like, that's, that's something that I think oftentimes, like, I love my parents. We all love our parents, right? We're grateful for those who have supported us. And oftentimes who we become as adults, we become our parents based on the conditioning that is given to us. And then we get to decide if we're going to change our perspective and our perception of our reality. Yeah. You kind of get to a point. And I think for me, at least it was when I started having kids right? Because we're always like, I'm not going to be my parents. I'm not going to be like this, that my mom does. I'm not going to right. And then you start doing those things as a parent and you're like, well, shit, here we are. Right. Like I'm doing exactly what I said I wasn't going to do. Right. And for no, like for nothing wrong with what we're doing, right. It's just how we were raised. But I think so much of that perpetuates where we continue to be in our lives until we choose differently. Right. And that this goes into money stories as well, right? Like the moment you start doing any money work, you realize very quickly the stories you have about money are the stories your family had about money or any of the people who are close to you. And so if you want to change that story, you have to change your story and you have to decide what you believe and what you want to believe. And I think like this integrates into every facet of our lives, right? right? Which is why it's always so much deeper than the money. It's so much deeper than parenting. It's so much deeper than our perceived reality. It goes down to our conditioning. Yep. Always. And like, I can talk about this all day. I'm like, nobody put me in a room and say, let's talk about psychology because I'm like, yes, right. Settle in. Let's talk about it. Right. But like, (laughs) that is, that is the work that we do now. Right. Right. And you saw that change when you started supporting stylists of being like, oh, this is deeper work. So much deeper. And so, every aspect of it. I mean, emotional discounting, like all of that is mm, deeper than people think. It's not just the surface. Well, I'm scared to do that. No, th- why? Like yeah. it is so much, all of it is so much deeper. Yeah. I think it's really cool that you have stepped into this place because I do feel like there is, there is a hole in the industry, in mm-hmm. the beauty industry of this, because I'm like, I went to beauty school. Right. Like I know how it goes. I was in the industry for years and years myself. And it's like, I did the emotional discounting, right? We all have, we we have all done it in one way or another. And I feel like so many of us and like those that are still active in the beauty industry, it's like, 
the only way you're going to change the industry is by changing yourself. Yep. Yep. Be an inspiration. That's what I mm-hmm. always, you know, just, just do, do what's right for you and somebody it's going to inspire somebody else. Absolutely. So what do you think was kind of the tipping point for you as you were stepping into this coaching business where you're like, okay, I'm like, what made you say I'm going all in on this? Um, when we were shut down Mm. in COVID and I realized that one, we could afford to live on one income, Mm. which that, that was big because I was getting tired and I wasn't looking forward to going back in the salon. Mm -hmm. You know, I wasn't like, Oh my God, I can't, I mean, there were certain people I couldn't wait to see like, but I was not excited about, about opening back up really. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's what really did it for me. And I knew that I, I was taking the steps. I was in like, um, you know, I was in my own type of education where I was learning how to coach and how to educate during 2020. So I was like, fuck it. I'm sitting on the couch all day. Might as well learn something. (laughs) Um, And I think that that was like, you know what? I had a conversation with my husband. I was like, let's, let's just, I'd really like to try this. And it didn't help that my son starting kindergarten Mm. virtually. So it was kind of like, you know what? I'm going to stay home and build a business, which was very naive thinking that I could like really do a whole lot when a kindergartner is trying to virtually be in class. But anyway, (laughs) um, so that was really, it was almost like a perfect storm of like, now is the time. You know, I can, I can work towards this a little bit over time for the next five. It was a five-year plan is what Mm, it was that I said, fuck it. Let's just make it the five-year mark now, Mm. you know? And I said, let's just go all in. And now I'm two years in, (laughs) um, and it's been a wild ride. It's been, it's been a wild ride, but I, I wouldn't change it. I would not change it. What are, what are some of the, the points that step out to you on this wild ride? One that I talk about now often because I have gotten past it um, at the beginning. So as a hairstylist, right, you walk into work, a client walks in, they are happy to see you. You have great conversation. You do their hair. They have a smile on their face and then they validate you by booking their next appointment and handing you money. Okay. Mm. I realized very quickly that instant gratification was my jam. Everything in my life was instant gratification. Everything. It's my work. Like I'm words of affirmation is my love language. Like, you know, I love instant gratification. So in the coaching business, (laughs) (laughs) you put a lot of back end work. I spent like a year creating my course Mm -hmm. with no income, Mm -hmm. with no idea if anyone was going to buy it in the first place. I mean, just there was this, what, why am I doing this? I'm Mm. not getting anything back from it Mm. because I wasn't even like, I mean, I had, did I have one-on-ones at that time? I don't even think I was doing one-on-one yet. So I was literally just building my course. And in my mind, oh, I'll have it done in a month, which was also incorrect. Um, (laughs) so there was months of zero income, Mm. which was fine. We planned for it. I did not plan for the mental part of it. Totally. So yeah. I think for me, that was what stood out the most is mm-hmm. learning how to find validation in myself mm-hmm. and in what success looks like for me. Um, and I'm still working on it a little bit, you know, mm-hmm. much better than, than year one. Um, but I think that that having that blind faith was something I don't know if I ever had until I started this journey of mm-hmm. like, no, 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 I will make this work. Yeah. 
So I, I think that's what stands out the most. Yeah. I think it's really interesting you bring that up because I think a lot of people have the perception of, oh, look at all of these successful coaches and maybe they look at their timeline, right? Which everyone's timeline for creating success after you define what your success is for you is different. But I think oftentimes it's like you look and you see these successful coaches or these people that have created courses and you're like, oh my gosh, I can do that. And you don't think about everything that happens on the back end of building the business, the hours that go into creating and showing up and selling, and maybe nobody's buying yet or they're asking for discounts and you're like, oh, well, maybe I'll take this client for a discount because I just need one. Right. Mm -hmm. But I think oftentimes we don't, we see everybody's like mile four Mm -hmm. when we're just tying our shoes. Right. And we think I'm just going to like go for it and I'm going to be there so fast, but you don't know maybe the first mile they walked, maybe the first two miles they walked. Right. And I think it's so important, especially As the industry of coaching and online education continues to grow, that really allowing yourself to be okay without getting paid at first. You have to. You you absolutely have to. And there are some people that come out the gate and they get paid right away, right? But are they working with aligned clients? Right? Right. And that is a main thing that we teach inside of our program. It's like, why work with someone that you are dreading working with, or they are sucking your soul, or you open up your box and you're like, oh, what are they going to ask me for? Right. It's like at the end of the day, and it goes back to what you're talking about before. Like, it's not the house, it's the feeling the house creates. Exactly. And same with your business. Like it has to be a feeling or what is the point? You're actually not building an aligned business. If you're dreading showing up, if you're dreading your clients and there always has to be kind of this like give and take, I'm in no way am I saying like work yourself for five years and don't pay yourself. Like there has to be some sort of payout for you to one, even be building a business. Otherwise it's just a hobby or an idea right? But there has to be this space of being okay with not getting paid. Can I tell you something? Yeah. The uh, the year of what was last year. Wow. It's like, I've just quantum leaped so far into 2023. I know. I don't know what year it is. I don't even know what day it is. <laughs> um, the end of 2022, I did not pay myself September, October, November, December, my full salary. Yeah, I didn't because where we were in the season of this business did not look like mama getting paid her full salary. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. I mean, I I did not pay myself pretty much that all the first year Mm. at all. Mm -hmm. And then last year I paid myself very minimal, very minimal. Yeah. So it's also a lot more expensive to start these businesses than people think. (laughs) 100%. If I were to show you my P&L. If oh, yeah. I were to show anyone my PL, they'd be like, excuse me. Um, and we're actually setting up to host our next IRL certification retreat. Mm-hmm. And that's part of why I didn't pay myself last year because our retreats 
cost so much for us. And if I want to continue to put them on, I'm like, okay, I'm going to create a financial foundation so that we can pay everyone instead of like paying our educators like monthly for the next six months or like having, putting anything on a credit card. I'm like, one of the main things that I am focused on in 2023 is, is paying for things in cash. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Is paying for things in cash and paying off the debt that I have. Right. Like I, I paid off my $40,000 worth of debt. We bought the house and very quickly I got back into the cycle of, oh, we'll just put that on the card. Oh, we need a couch, put it on a card. Oh, we need a couch, right? Like different things there. But looking at what we are building in 2023 to be able to pay for it in cash. Okay. We need to have a financial um, foundation because it costs us 20, 30, 40, $50,000 to put on these events. And people don't think about that. They're just like, oh my gosh, a retreat sounds so fun. Let's host a retreat. And then you're like, oh, I have to pay for what? And we like to provide luxury experiences. Right. Right. Like we give you swag bags. We pay for all of, like we feed you, we house you, like all of these different things. And it's like, it really is true. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm just going to show up and I'm going to do coaching and I'm going to pocket all that money. And it's like, no. And I think that that's where the blind faith comes from, right? Totally. Like that's where you need to have that. Like mm-hmm. for me, I 2020 and 2021 really accumulated a snowball of business debt for me for 2022, mm-hmm. which I didn't expect. Mm-hmm. So for me who one, am teaching people how to get out of debt, two, have gotten myself heavily out of debt. And now I find myself now in business debt, which is very different like mindset, Mm -hmm. right? Because it is something that actually was one of my breakthroughs at your retreat was Mm -hmm. I was felt like an imposter. I'm, I'm helping people in this area and I'm over here. Now I have this business debt. But what I realized is there's this blind faith of, if I am able to create this in 2022, it's all going to be worth it in 2023. It's all like, mm-hmm. so it's almost, it's like, it's like with anything, right? Putting out money for something that you're not going to see the return for, for later totally. education, like, mm-hmm. you know, signing up for education that you feel like you can't afford, whatever. Yeah. It's this blind faith that it is going to work out. And there's this mm-hmm. gut feeling, this intuition that it is all going to work out in your benefit and you are putting yourself, I guess you would say at risk Mm. for a better future. Yeah. And it's, and it's interesting. And I think any entrepreneur, I, I think in the beauty industry, especially this is what I realized. So when I went independent, I had a clientele. Yeah. So like to say that I started a business, Mm. like, yes, I did technically start a business, but I started a business in in the in the positive, right? Totally. Like, I didn't like open a storefront that no one's ever walked in before. Like, yep. so with coaching, again, I never worked for any brands. I never worked with any other company before. Yeah. So it's not like I had this following of people that like was so ready to like learn from me. It oh, was right. like a fresh new start. And I think as entrepreneurs, I don't feel like I was an entrepreneur until the past two years. Mm. If that makes sense. Absolutely. It makes sense. Because again, it was like, it was almost like the independent stylist thing was like kind of your clientele's already there. You had create, but the, this is the thing. You were not an entrepreneur, but you were building your entrepreneurial foundation. Yes, I agree with that. And I, I think that's really important for people to remember because building your entrepreneurial foundation is going to look 
different. So for you, yes, you were working in a salon, creating that foundation, and then you were choosing to go independent. Okay. You had a strong foundation to be able to confidently step into that space of entrepreneurship as an independent stylist, where you're coaching, you didn't feel that your foundation was as strong. Right. Right. And exactly. And so what happened, what, what I can see is these two scenarios. It's like, you didn't have to trust yourself as much when you stepped into being an independent beauty pro, right? You're like, oh yeah, not even stressed about it. It was like maybe from a uh, legal and a tax standpoint, things shifted for you, but from a business standpoint, it didn't. That blind faith that you're talking about, you had to have that as you were stepping into your coaching because you hadn't created the foundation. But for the past two years inside of entrepreneurship, you've been fortifying that foundation and that trust and that belief that you had in yourself is going to be stronger than any other foundation that you could create based on what you had built before. Absolutely. I feel like the past two years I've been building the house and mm. like this year that bitch is getting renovated. Like, oh, honey, yes. <laughs> like I'm, I've never been so excited about a year for some reason, mm. I think. And, and for that exact reason, I feel yeah. like the first year was who am I, what am I doing? Mm. What do I want to feel? Mm. How do I want to feel it? Like, like getting rid of imposter syndrome, all those things. And then the yeah. second year is this, um, okay, this, this feels good. Okay. Let's, let's just tweak it. Let's make it, am I making an impact? I am cool. Let's like, mm. and then now it's like, all right, I know I can do it. Let's yeah. Yeah. fucking do the damn thing. And it's yeah. exciting, but it's a process. And totally. I think in this world, on the social media, I look at my son, my son is going to be eight this month Mm -hmm. and he has zero patience because he has no reason to have patience. Yes. If he wants to watch a show, he turns it on. If he wants like the episode, I mean, God Mm. forbid he wants to watch a movie. You just pull it up on Netflix, like (laughs) zero patience and and social media. Everyone looks like they just woke up successful. Like, so I think that we forget that this shit takes time. You know, I love talking to people who have been in the industry or doing things that I want to do longer than me. Mm -hmm. And I love when they say like, I, I, one of my favorite people that I follow, Madi Woodard, um, he's like a marketer. If you do not follow him, highly recommend it. Um, He talks about how he literally like, like went and slept on his sister's couch for a year to build his business. He had no money, like, you know, and I'm like, that's what I want to hear. Like, I want to hear the struggles because I think we're constantly being bombarded with look how successful I am. Look at my six figures and look at this and blah, blah, blah. And it gives us this like false perception mm-hmm. of what building a business actually looks like. Yeah, absolutely. I think, and I'm hoping that more of us that have gone through the struggle sharing can set that expectation and kind of shift that perceived reality because where I'm like, I feel very proud of what I have built in the past four years. And I also make it very clear that I have been actively building this business for four years and it's going to evolve. And previous to that, it's like, I was an entrepreneur for 10 years before that. Like I haven't had like a full-time job and a salary. I mean, I had a salary once for like a six month period, um, but like paid time off, if I want paid time off, mama's got to work for that. I've got to plan for that. Right. And there's so much smoke and mirrors on social media that I'm hoping more of us can bring light to. Yes, it is possible. 
Like, yes, this is absolutely possible for you. And it's going to take some grit. It's going to take some work. It's going to take some tears. It's going to take some months where you are not paying yourself. Like the amount of money that we brought in to the business last year, we brought in, I'm like, I, I will go full transparency with our numbers. We brought in over $350,000 in the business last year. And I paid myself a salary for six months, Mm -hmm. right? Because of the investments that I chose to make in my business to create more space for myself. And that looked like hiring employees or hiring contractors. And while I wasn't bringing home money for about a five month period, one, my relationship with money drastically changed in that five month period. And even like the money mindset between me and my husband and allowing him to truly take care of our family for those five months and give him that validation that he is the provider and let him be that for our family completely unmatched. And also I was able to be home with my kids because I had employees. And now as I'm stepping in to a new year, my schedule is completely changed. I'm only working two to three days a week and like very, very part-time hours. And we're able to bring home a salary again because I'm like, okay, I set the foundation in 2022 and now we're reaping the benefits in 2023. And my goals are bigger because I saw what I was able to do in that amount of time. And so if you're in a position right now and you're in your business and you're like, wait, there's going to be a time where I may not pay myself in my business. Yeah. If you choose to do that based on what success looks like for you. And for me, it was being at home with my kids. It was being able to have employees. It was being able to have, we moved into this beautiful HQ. She's not cheap, but the way that I feel here is the reason why we have it. Yes. It's that short-term letting go of short-term comfort for the Mm -hmm. long-term win, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know? And I think that that is a bit overlooked and short-term comfort or discomfort can be long sometimes. It's not just a week, Mm -mm. (laughs) Mm -mm. (laughs) but you're right. You get to choose what that looks like. Absolutely. And like the discomfort for me, like truly was my husband every single month being like, are you going to pay yourself this month? Mm. And me being like, am I going to, I'm like, I don't know. Right. I'm like, if we hit a new threshold in like revenue, yeah, I can. But also I wasn't willing to sacrifice my mental and emotional state to hustle, to make that amount of money. Cause I know like mama can make money if she really wants to make money. Right. But it's about making aligned money and working with the right people that feel good in my soul. And so month after month, I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to make full salary. I'm like, this is what I can pay our family this month. It's like, okay, anything you make would be great. And now we've gotten to a foundation where like moving into January, I'm like, Hey, I'm running payroll. This is how much I'm going to be running for our family. He's like, Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Right. It's like, now we get to have this new fresh eyes on what this business is doing for our family. And there's always going to be ebbs and flows in your entrepreneurial journey, no matter where you are or how far or deep you are in it. Right. Right. But you get to, you get to decide like what you're going to trade, right. Is it going to be your mental, emotional Because you can, there's people that are out there making seven figures and they probably are not living the best lives. 
No. And that, that's what I wish people would think about, you know, like, especially with hustle culture in general, like, okay, what are you working towards? Are you working towards this whole bunch of money? Are you working toward like, you know, like what, what do you really want? Like for me, I just, I love laughing with my friends. I love just at three 30, when my son's home from school, I am like on the couch and that's what I like. I don't like working past three 30 and I won't anymore, Yeah, you know? And it's like, it, for me, it's the money will come when I'm the happiest. That's what happened with me behind the chair. When I figured mm-hmm. out how to hold boundaries, how to price things appropriately, stop double booking, working the way that I felt the best, yep. the yep. money just flowed in. Yep. And I, I feel like that is really any business, mm-hmm. you know, um, yeah. but you're going to have hustle seasons. I think that's also totally. important. Yes. thing to say. Like it's, it's not going to just be relaxing on the couch at three 30 all the time, Mm-mm. you know? No. Um, but having a plan, I mean, being aware of it and having a plan, I think is key with anything. Oh, absolutely. And I think the intentionality behind what, why you're doing what you're doing and like truly allowing yourself to own that intentionality, right? It's like, okay, I'm allowing myself to not pay myself for the next five months because I know that this is possible for me if I don't. And I think that is something that like, it can take you through those hustle seasons or those seasons of like feeling frustrated in your business or not sure having that blind faith. It's like, okay, if you have made your decisions intentionally, you'll be able to take the hits when they come. Right. 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 Oh, Missy, I always love talking to you. So we actually, we have a conversation on the cash confident stylist. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, yes. so if you, if you enjoyed this and you love listening to Misty and I go back and forth, <laughs> there's other opportunities to connect with us on podcasts, but also to be able to connect with us further. So Misty, will you share where everybody can find you? Yep. You can find me on Instagram at underscore Misty Jane underscore. There's a Y in the Jane. Um, also at online at Misty Jane and the Cash Confident Styles podcast, but pretty much everything is Missy Jane. And I live on Instagram. So same. We love Instagram. Um, we will make sure to link all of those in the show notes below, but definitely go check out Misty and the Cash Confidence uh, podcast, especially if you are in the beauty industry. The conversations you have over there are so eye opening and you chat with so many amazing people. And I am honored to have you on on the reel today. Uh, Misty, seriously chatting with you. I'm like, I know we're going to be doing this more. So prepare yourself to hear from Misty more. Um, lots of big things coming for you in 2023, which I am so excited about. Thank you for spending your time with us today. Thank you everyone who is listening. Please, if this resonated with you, if there was something that uh, stood out to you today, please reach out, let us know, feel free to share us on your socials. We would love to see that you are listening to this episode. Uh, you can tag us over on Dreammaker society, um, and make sure to tag Misty as well. Thank you guys so much for spending your time with us today. We will chat soon where we get real and nitty gritty about the not so pretty building the life and business of your dreams on the real. See you guys next time. Our Life Coach Certification Retreat, better known as IRL, is happening March 23rd through the 26th in beautiful Park City, Utah. Join me and my dream team of certified coaches and educators as we guide you to your own dream transformation. Immerse yourself into our confident coach experience as you leave a certified alignment and life coach with the tools skills, and confidence to step into your own conscious leadership. Apply now at dreammakersociety.com. 
click the certification tab and get your application in now. You can check the show notes below for a direct link. Applications for the Spring IRL Certification Retreat close February 17th, so don't wait another moment. If you are being called to become a coach, mentor, educator, or truly claim your place as a leader, this is for you. If you want to learn more, reach out to myself or the Dream Team on Instagram over at Dream Coach Academy. We cannot wait to help you become the conscious leader you are being called to be.